Hello. Glad you could join us today for In the Making. Today we'll talk about some of the benefits of being justified by faith. One of the main objectives of Jewish worship or religion is that of the Law of Moses, the Ten Commandments given by God. Not solely as rules, but as guidelines. These guidelines were to show them, uh, the people of God, not only that they were incapable of living righteously apart from God, but that they also needed the righteous, um, the righteousness, the grace and the mercy of God. Uh, once a person realized that they could not live right on their own, this should help him see that he needed to repent and turn to God. God's people have forgotten uh, who it was that kept them, who it was that provided for them, who it was that protected them and cared for them and loved them unconditionally. And sometimes uh, we can be the same way in this rat race of life. We can forget about God or in times or, or seasons that stress us out. Uh, we can often wonder uh, where he is and, and complain that he's not there. But God is always there. And, and so here are the religious uh, leaders and they're so blinded uh, that they become uh, self-righteous and they begin to add to what God had, was trying to teach them. As if Ten Commandments weren't enough, they added more, bringing the total to about 613 commandments um, in the Torah. To this point, Jesus essentially called them hypocritical roadblocks. Not only could they not abide by these laws, but they were hindering others from receiving the grace that God himself was providing, which was apart from the legal requirements of this law. And even if, peop even if people, even if a person could, could keep nine of the original ten, he would still be guilty of violating the whole law. So, so they were in a no-win situation and what God was trying to show them through the law is that they still ultimately, uh, ultimately they needed him. Uh, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 uh, declares that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 and, 3, uh, 6 and 23 declares that the wages of sin is death. Death was the requirement for sin. And since we could not justify ourselves, God set up a system to justify us, which ultimately was fulfilled in his son, Jesus Christ. Thus, we have the legal term justification. Uh, a Greek word is dikaiosis. Dikaiosis. It means to acquit, to declare righteous. It's a legal term for a favorable verdict in a trial. You may have heard it uh, affectionately par paraphrased before as just as if uh, I didn't sin. So when we are justified uh, or when we are declared righteous, it's as if we didn't uh, sin at all. Uh, God does not remember our sins. Uh, and so uh, justification is great for us in that it shows us the grace and the love of God toward us 
when we still can be self-righteous in and of ourselves. In the Apostle Paul's teaching, he clarifies uh, one of the one of the aspects of the law's requirement called circumcision. Circumcision was the cutting away of the male foreskin. And it was a requirement for every Jewish male child who was eight days old as a sign of the covenant between God and his people. Paul tells us, uh, though, through the spirit that God declares Abraham justified even before the law of circumcision. And so that was a big deal uh, among the Jews and among those who who held to the law that circumcision uh, needed to be part of of a person's uh, religion. And what Paul was arguing was that even though Abraham, who was a patriarch um, of the Jews and of their very belief, uh, of their very system of belief, God's through God, he had already declared Abraham uh, justified even before the law of circumcision. And this meant that God's promises to Abraham were not according to law, but they came through faith. So then God requires our faith in his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't require uh, the sacrifice of animals or or the, really the sacrifice of money or a lot of things like that. What God requires is, is our faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And it was Jesus' perfect life, his obedience to God and sacrifice on the cross that satisfied God's requirements once and for all in what's called a propitiation. Lest we minimize it, Jesus didn't uh, just give of his life. He gave his life. He didn't just die. He died without sin. Jesus paid a debt that was unpayable by anyone else except him. Because of his propiti- or because of this propitiation, uh, because of this justification, I don't have to be stressed. I can be comforted in all situations. I heard one preacher say that uh, we have been approved and because we have been approved, we can be at rest. We don't have to go around trying to justify ourselves to anyone, trying to prove ourselves to anyone, trying to get you to like me. Uh, I don't need your approval of me uh, in order to be okay with me. Whether you approve of me or not, I'm still who God says I am. God says I'm free. God says I'm justified. God says I'm redeemed. God says I'm more than a conqueror uh, through him that loved us. And so uh, when we are justified, we don't have to be approved uh, by anyone else because God has already given us approval. And yet even in our faith, in our assurance, in our hope, Uh, In our confidence, we first benefit because of God's grace towards us. In John chapter 3, verse 16, the word declares that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Again, in Romans 6, 23, as we stated earlier, he says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, he says, by grace, we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, 
uh, not by works, uh, lest any man should boast. So here in chapter five of Romans um, is where we take or where Paul takes a stand and we find a few benefits of being justified by faith. The first of those benefits we will discuss today is the benefit of peace. The first area of peace is peace with God. Peace with God. As sinners or unbelievers, we are enemies of God. This journey is as much spiritual as it is physical. Therefore, it is a war, a war between the spirits of good and the spirits of evil. Being an enemy at war with God does not leave us in a place of peace. It's like two countries or two people who are enemies and hostile towards each other. How can peace really exist when when you have two uh, enemies at odds? And so that's where we find ourselves uh, in relation to God when we don't have relationship with God. When we're out of out of relationship with God, we are enemies of God. If we are not constantly at war on the outside, which all of us have our battles, then we are at war on the inside, each spirit pulling for our heart and our mind. And so in the midst of our inconsistencies and missteps on this journey, we can be confident that God has declared us not guilty because of Christ. It's not because of the good we've done, but because of God's grace. We can live to fight another day, not feeling guilty, uh, not feeling unworthy, but but being justified. Notice that we didn't say feeling justified because there are moments in our behavior and moments in our attitudes. There are moments in life where we lack faith, and moments in our life that we're inconsistent, if we're to be honest. And we don't feel justified. We don't feel worthy. Uh, seeking to do better, to be better the next time. Um, learning to trust him, to yield to his will, and to accept the fact that we have been justified. Been justified, that's past tense. Meaning he's already done the work. We just, we just have to walk it out by faith. Faith means that we believe uh, what he has said, and we seek to walk in response, believing what he said. And we are not attempting to use this grace as license to live a sinful lifestyle, to, to live any kind of way we want. We're not um, attempting to use this grace in order to say, well, God, you know who I am. You know me, and, and, and I'm trying to get better. None of us is perfect. No. God did not give us grace as a license to sin or even as to try to justify ourselves. We were justified through Jesus Christ. And so in being justified, um, God knows that we are not perfect. But he does expect us um, to seek to, to please him and to live by faith, to live uh, in accordance to his word, to live and surrender to the Holy Spirit. And so we understand that as mere human beings, we already discussed earlier that we can't live by the law. We can't live uh, constrained by rules 
uh, saying that we are going to keep every rule because we're not. We're human beings and we have a tendency to to fall short. But what God does require is that we seek to to align ourselves with him and his will and to yield ourselves to his spirit because, no, we can't do it, but his spirit can. And so if we surrender ourselves to his will, already being justified by faith, we can we can walk pleasing God. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So um, one of the aspects then uh, of this piece, um, James four and four says that friendship with the world is enemy with God. Therefore, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Again, who can really be at peace uh, when they are God's enemy? James four and four first tells us that we are given a choice. He says, whoever desires to be a friend of the world. In other words, we have a choice of 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 whose side we want to be on. We have a choice of in, in many cases of the decisions that we make of whether we want to choose to live for God or live for the world and whether we want to worship God or worship the things of the world and whether or not we want to surrender to his will or do our own thing. So he says we're first given a choice because it's based on our desire and who we're willing to submit ourselves to. He said he makes himself. It's a personal choice. He makes himself an enemy of God. He makes himself an enemy of God. It's a personal choice. No one else is to be blamed. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, God gave the command to Adam. And so when Eve presented Adam with uh, the, the possibility of eating of the tree that God had told him not to eat of, uh, eventually what God did is he blamed Adam. He said, this woman you gave me, she told me to eat and I ate it. <laughs> and so what God is essentially saying is that because he has justified us each personally with our own personal choice to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior. What he said to us essentially is that now it's a matter of choice and you have no one else to blame. You can't pass the buck if you if you choose the world. Instead of choosing me, you make yourself an enemy of mine. He makes himself. Secondly, in choosing the world over God alienates us. Remember, Jesus told his disciples that they were friends if they did what was the will of the father. So obviously this type of disobedience goes against the nature of God. First John chapter two talks about three areas uh, that ultimately is susceptible to um, we're susceptible to in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And Jesus, remember, in the wilderness, when he was tempted by Satan, he was tempted in these very three areas. And Satan is what? An enemy of God. So therefore, when we choose um, our own thing, over God's thing, when we choose our way over God's way, um, ultimately, especially as a non-believer, we make ourselves an enemy of God. Second Corinthians five eighteen nineteen. 19. Um, there is a word found uh, called reconciliation. 
Reconciliation, it means to change or to exchange, to change the attitude between two people. As enemies of God, we need reconciliation. Not only did Jesus reconcile us to God, but we were also given the ministry of reconciliation, helping others to know the peace of being a child of God. No longer an enemy, but now a friend of his son, Jesus, in whom we find peace. I hope this word benefited you today. Join us for just a moment next time on In the Making, when we talk about another aspect of this peace that comes from being justified by faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your listeners. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your power, your peace. We thank you, God, for your grace and for your mercy. And Father God, we pray that as we seek to grow closer to you, that Father God, you come closer to us. In, the, in, in all the praise, honor, and glory we give you. In Jesus' name, amen.